Friends, we really get the joy today of seeing John Pauling, our assistant pastor, installed today as a teaching elder in our church and in this denomination. So at this time, John and Anna, can I have you come forward and stand as I give you the charge? Guys, it's so easy for me to get caught up in my friendship with John. We met each other in 2004 in a Sunday school class. John approached me and asked me if I would disciple him. And neither of us really understood what that meant. And so you know what the very first thing we did? We opened up 1 Timothy and we read together what it looks like to disciple a person and what it looks like to be a disciple. And here we stand a decade later, shoulder to shoulder, planting this church together and preaching on that same book. This is such a joy. This day makes me so happy. Uh, Bill Pauling and I, John's dad, is here to take part in this, and we were talking about who stands where, and we were both getting choked up about this whole process, about seeing John installed in this way. My task today, John and Anna, is to, to charge you with the sobriety, the weightiness, the seriousness of what it means to be a teaching elder, uh, what it means to take this vocation and this calling. There's nothing that I charge you with today, John, that I don't also charge you with, Anna, because you two are one flesh. And truly, if we are the priesthood of all believers, if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, if we do ministry in and through each other and for each other, there's nothing I charge John and John and Anna with today that doesn't also apply to every single saint in this room. So when you hear me charge John, hear this charge for yourself in what God is calling you to do. Paul sums up our gospel aim in just a few verses in, first, uh, in Colossians 1, 28 and 29. He says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works in me. This means that you guys are not done in our church. You are not done in our city of Columbia until we have the opportunity to present every man, woman, and child mature in the Lord Jesus. Gregory Natsiandis, he was the Archbishop of Constantinople in the 4th century, and he tried to put words to this process of grabbing a hold of people who are marred by the fall, who are depraved in their sin, who want nothing to do with the love of God, and to see them brought into union with God through Christ Jesus. The only word he could think to put on that process was deification. We are here to present saints before God and united with God. That's what what C.S. Lewis says in Mere Christianity, that the whole reason the church exists is to bring people to Christ and to make them into little Christs. And here's what Gregory says. The scope of our art is to provide the soul with wings, to rescue it from the world and give it to God and to watch over that which is in his image if it abides to take it by the hand if it is in danger, to restore it if ruined, to make Christ to dwell in the heart by the Spirit, and in short, to deify and bestow heavenly bliss upon one who belongs to the heavenly hosts. John, this is the scope of our art. We are here to give a soul wings, to bestow a heavenly bliss on one who belongs to the heavenly hosts. There is no greater joy than to get this front row seat to watch every man, woman, and child behold the glory of the Lord with an unveiled face and by one degree of glory to another to look more and more like Jesus. There's nothing sweeter than that. But we do this at the outside of the den of a lion. 
There is an adversary, Satan. He prowls around like a roaring lion. He seeks a minister. He seeks a marriage. He seeks a family to devour. Even now, he is pressing like he pressed the apostle Peter. I want to take this man, and I want to take his marriage, and I want to sift it like wheat. He is real, and we are not joking about this. This one short year that my wife and I have done this church plant, we have been rocked to our core. We have had sleepless nights. We fought with each other more than we ever have before. We've banged heads with dear friends. We've watched people walk out of this church because they will not let go of their sin. We have seen the devil. He is real and he is alive. The valley of the shadow of death, it is dark. And the gates of hell, they are hot. This is real. But John and Anna... Will you let this same gospel that you preach and teach, that you study, that you love, will you let it apply itself to your soul and to your heart? Will you let this very church you seek to serve, serve you, this comforter that you speak of comfort you, this shepherd, will you let him shepherd you? Some days you will, some days you won't. Some hours you will, some hours you won't. That vaguely matters because the Lord Jesus Christ will do that in and through you. He will. He's eager to do that very thing. And everything that you seek to apply to this church, he is going to apply to your hearts and your minds and your souls a hundredfold. We entrust you to him now. At this time, can I ask that every elder in our midst and your spouse and every elder nominee in our midst and your spouse to come at this time and to stand behind John and Anna. You guys can come forward. You're surrounded by friends. You're surrounded by saints who want to see this in you and through you. John, first I'm going to ask you these questions and then we're going to lay hands on you guys and pray for you. Do you believe the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments as originally given to be the inerrant word of God, the only infallible rule of faith and practice? Do you sincerely receive and adopt the confession of faith and the catechisms of this church as containing the system of doctrine taught in the Holy Scriptures? And do you further promise that if any time you find yourselves out of accord with any of the fundamentals of this system of doctrine, you will on your own initiative make known to your presbytery the change which has taken place in your views since the assumption of this ordination vow? Do you approve the form of government and discipline of the Presbyterian Church in America in conformity with the general principles of biblical polity? We do. Do you promise subjection to your brethren in the Lord? We do. Have you been induced as far as you know in your own heart to seek the office of the holy ministry from love to God and a sincere desire to promote his glory in the gospel of his son? I have. Do you promise to be zealous and faithful in maintaining the truths of this gospel and the purity and peace and unity of the church, whatever persecution or opposition may arise unto that account? We will. Do you engage to be faithful and diligent in the exercise of all your duties as a Christian and a minister of the gospel, whether personal or relational, private or public, and to endeavor by the grace of God to adorn the profession of the gospel in your manner of life and to walk with exemplary piety before the flock of which God shall make you an overseer? And we do. At this time, 
Paulings, can I have you guys come forward? This is the Reverend Bill Pauling, who's a pastor in Batesburg, John's father, who's going to pray. And I'd ask for all of the elders and our spouses to come around as you guys kneel and lay hands on you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time, and we rejoice in your work and in John and Anna's life. Um, through your word and through your Holy Spirit and through this precious church. And we ask that you might fill him afresh and anew with your spirit. Enable him to lay down his life for his church, for Christ's church. Help him to lay down his life for the brethren. Give him strength and grace to persevere through his calling. Um, Help him to love all who come. Give him great grace, Lord so that he might grow in his faith and might be able to preach God's word faithfully. Um, We just ask that you would guard and protect him and use him as a faithful minister of Jesus Christ. And we thank you and praise you for this time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.